Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction of any kind or those searching for a better way to live. Rich and Susan Collenberg found freedom from drug addiction and alcoholism over two decades ago. In the series, The Temple of the Mind, they examine the Beatitudes, the Lord's Prayer, and other Bible passages to show how God uses His Holy Word in the events and trials of life to prepare hearts and minds to be the temple of His Holy Spirit. Take every thought captive now on Freedom to Choose. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, with power and glory Hello everyone, my name is Rich Collenberg. And my name, my, excuse me, my <laughs> name is Susan Collenberg. And we would like to welcome you once again to Freedom to Choose, and this is our series, The Temple of the Mind, and we are on program number 19, which is, Whoever smiteth thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. This will be an interesting program. Susan, before we get going, would you uh, open with a word of prayer? Yes. Our loving Father in heaven, we are grateful that you have provided the privilege um, for for us and everybody listening to expound and to um, learn more about your character and your principles of love and and how we should treat one another. And we just ask now that not only do, will we hear it, but will um, that um, your instruction will make a change in our lives that we may become less human and more spiritual. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Susan. Mm-hmm. You know, while you were praying there, I I actually, I jotted down the word blessed. Uh-huh. Because when you were praying, I was just, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about when we, when I drove in the driveway last night and I saw the, the donkeys there and then I drove a little farther and I saw the garden there and I thought, you know what? I am the most blessed guy on the planet. I've got you know, every, and I just was like overwhelmed with gratitude, gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, you, and, and I, I, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but as we tie this whole thing together, the temple of the mind and, and the teachings of Jesus, as we went through the Beatitudes, and now we're going through this teaching here, what he's trying to do is to shift our minds to, to be grateful. Mm-hmm. Right. And that and that doesn't come by um, chance. No, it doesn't come by chance. It's hard. It's hard work. Right. Right. Um, so, would you read First Corinthians thir- uh, three sixteen for us? Right. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in you? Okay. And and Paul is asking this as a question, but that's kind of what this program, um, especially this series, is based on. And what I want to talk a little bit about before we get into the actual um, quotation from the Bible is things like design laws, the way things operate. You know, I, I, I jotted down um, the law of escalation, mm-hmm. um, and and I've jotted down a couple of other um, design law um, principles. principles that I want to talk about. 
Um, but let, let's talk about the law of escalation. Okay. You want to make somebody mad at you, all you have to do is talk to them behind their back. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And what happens? Well, you are setting your you're setting up a, a scenario in order to um and it's not gonna end well. You know but why I mean? would you say that? Be, because you know, based on the context, the law of escalation. Mm-hmm. So why would you say it? If somebody says something bad about you Well, most likely you're gonna say something bad about them. Precisely. And then what's gonna happen? Then it, they're gonna say something worse about you or they're gonna come it's, it's going to escalate, right. right? And so when we live according to human nature, mm-hmm. there is a law of escalation. Right. When we live according to the spiritual nature, we can diffuse that law of escalation by abiding in Christ's principles. Well, and I, I think it can still be a law of... De-escalation. Right. Or if you're doing something positive and you escalate that, well, then this, that's this is a, true. This is true. You know, but in regards to us, you know, in regards to the, to the, to the, um, whoever smiteth thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. Jesus is trying to show us how to de escalate a situation immediately. Right. Don't do what your knee jerk reaction is. And that is to say, well, you know, he hit me, now I hit him back. I mean, mm-hmm. an eye for an eye, right? Right. And so Jesus is teaching us that if we learn how to de-escalate, we get healthier and healthier between the years. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really valuable. And I don't know that we understand that the way how God designed things to operate and how we violate those things mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis, living according to our carnal nature, we're killing ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and other people in the process, right? And I th- and I think the problem can can come in because so many times I think that we're given ourselves over to our emotions, and we don't take the time to to um, think things through. Not only so, I think the most important thing is is that um, when we're in an escalating situation it's almost like we think we're harming them but in reality the harm is at is the person that's participating yeah so we think or even like with resentment if you have a resentment against somebody we think that somehow um that um that we're justified and that it's a positive thing for us. But in reality, we're changing our characters in a negative way. And sometimes that's not always apparent. Yeah. And so God is calling, he's, he's calling his listeners to kind of flip everything upside down and to view things in a new way that Mm -hmm. they've never, you know, that they were always thought, well, somebody slaps you, you get to slap them back tit Mm -hmm. for tat. Yeah. So, um, and and so I think we miss where the damage point is right. to us in, as a human being. Yeah, the damage hurts the gossiper. Right. Not the person you're gossiping about. Of. Yeah, right, it about. can hurt their feelings, but they won't incur any guilt. Right. Unless they retaliate. Right. See, and this is what damages the brain, is incurring guilt and shame and packing that around and packing that around and it just... And we do that by gossiping, by uh, jealousy and all these 
negative things that we do in our brains. And I think and I think what happens is is we allow our reason to be um, manipulated and um, damaged by our emotions, and so um, or or our fears. And, and so then we're not looking at the situation in, in an adult manner. You know, we're yeah, not rising yeah. above the situation. We're like right in there going toe to toe instead of standing above it and saying, well, wait a minute, what is this really getting me to? Yeah, yeah, what's happening. So in Romans eight thirty eight and 39, the Bible says, For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers, nor heights, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Now let's tie that in, because once again, God is telling, is asking us to... How do I put this? He is asking us to provide a... Um, sanctuary, if you will, mm-hmm. between our ears where he wants to spend a lot of time with us. Right. And Jesus is telling us and teaching us that a retaliatory spirit is not welcoming to the Holy Spirit. Correct. And so it's like you cannot have those two opposing forces operating in the same space. Precisely. Right. So the temple of the mind um has the ability to take thoughts and actions and go in a direction, but it has a very difficult time to take two opposite polar thoughts Mm -hmm. and ways and trying to combine them. Yeah. Right. It's like, and so God is saying, you know, either you have my spirit or you have another spirit. Right. So, um, yeah. And he showed us on the cross that he does not have a retaliatory spirit. Right. So as David writes in Psalms chapter 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul and he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. There it is. He's Mm -hmm. leading us into paths of righteousness. And if you listen to the Beatitudes, they are a progression of helping the mind to get well. And if you go through and as, as we're doing in this series, the temple of the mind, we listen to these sayings of Jesus, and what he's doing is he's doing. He's saying, this is how you're going to heal your mind from the way you have been behaving. And I know it's contrary to what you think and the way you want to act. It's mm-hmm. totally contrary, but this is the only way for the, the, for the human mind to be healed. Right. It's a, it's a principle that, that the Lord created us a certain way and there are certain principles, just like when you have a car or a diesel engine, a diesel engine won't run on gasoline and a gas operated car won't run on diesel fuel. And so God is saying, you know, if you don't put the right stuff in, the right stuff is going to, the wrong stuff is going to come out and you're going to end up in a place that, that he doesn't want us to be. And hopefully he is assuming that we don't want to be either. Yeah. You know, when I went over to, um, when I went over to Africa to, uh, to, to do some work on a mission, mm-hmm. I took my skill saw over there. Yes. Well, everything is 220 over there. Right. And so skill saw ran like crazy for a little while. Right. And then it burned up. Oh, no. 
And see, this is the same thing with a human being. We can run on hate for a little while, mm -hmm. but we'll burn up. Right. And you can run on hate your whole life. And yeah. I've known and people you like will that. wear yourself right. out. As well as other people as in your well, path. Yeah. PR. People happy when you show up or happy when you leave. Exactly. You know? Okay. So let's set the stage. Let's set the stage on uh, why, why everyone, when Jesus rolled in, were and what he taught was so contrary. Why they were so confused. Yeah, why they were so confused. In other words, why, when he said, resist not him that is evil, but whoever smiteth thee on the right cheek, turn the other cheek, and why that freaked them out. Right, because they, they, were based, they, they based their life on an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, mm -hmm. right? That was their... Which was the civil statute that the government was supposed to take care of. It wasn't a personal you know, neighbor to neighbor. Right. And so that's interesting because I think all along the whole purpose of Jesus coming to this earth was to set things right mm -hmm. because Satan through his mastery has, has flipped things upside down. And um, by the time that Christ and the Jews, by the time that Christ had came, the Jews were constantly in conflict with the Roman soldiers, detachments of Troops were stationed at different points throughout Judea and Galilee, and their presence reminded the people of their own disgrace as a nation. Yeah, and there was constant collisions between the people and the soldiers, and the confrontations always inflamed the hatred. And as, some, as soon as some Roman official with guard hurried from place to place, he, he would grab a Jewish peasant and compel them to carry burdens up the mountainside or render, render any other kind of service that might be needed. Right. But see, this was the world and Roman law and custom. And, and so the resistance to any demands would bring about an act of cruelty. So everyday resentments towards the Roman yoke got stronger. The people looked eagerly to Christ, hoping that he would be the one to humble the pride of Rome. So that's interesting. So that the, that the, um, the um, acts of cruelty to the Jewish people made them want to do the acts law, of cruelty right, the to the Romans. Right, the law of escalation. Right. So now they have in their mind a Messiah mm -hmm. that is going to harm their Roman brothers and sisters. Right. Granted, they were being terribly mistreated. Right. Granted. So Jesus, you know, he looks, he sees this spirit of revenge, and it's stamped on everyone's face. And he knows that the people long for some kind of power to crush their oppressors. And so it's really hard for him to get this out. But he says, resist not him that is evil, but whosoever smiteth thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And they go, wait a minute. Right. And the words were but a reiteration of the teaching of the Old Testament. It wasn't anything new. Exactly. It was just lost sight of. And it's, it's true that the rule eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth in Leviticus 24.20 was a provision in the laws given through Moses, but it was a civil statute. It wasn't a principle of love or a principle of design law Yeah, in God. other words, yeah, you wanted to, an eye for an eye, you took them to court. Right. And the civil authorities or the judges of the day or whoever decided, you know, his ox gored your ox, you owe him an ox, an eye for an eye, or whatever. That was the, the, the civil authorities. But a person to another person was not to take out 
revenge and whatever on, you know, I mean, if we had, we'd have our anarchy right now if, if everybody took out their personal vendettas on everybody else. Right, and that's the thing. It's like you cannot force pe- morality onto people. No. Right, people, um, it, it, you're either going to have um, that spiritual nature and follow the right principles of God or you're not going to. You can't. You know, when you try, that's why we have a lot of prisons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's their business, right? That's the civil. The civil authority is trying to um, um, to do all they can to prevent Pre- evil from Pre- yeah, coming upon other people. Yeah, their job is to restrain evil, exactly, and to rehabilitate. And but that has to be the choice of the prisoner whether yeah. rehabilitation takes place. Right, or not. right. It's the same thing with an alcoholic or a drug addict or whatever they have to decide whether they want to get well. And so that's the reason why, um, you know, when when our loved ones who are addicts or whatever, things happen to them that cause a um, a ripple or an unsept, upset in their daily activity, it's a good thing. Like going to jail, that's a good thing. That's an opportunity to be able to sit back and to say, okay, so am I on the right path or not? Yeah, yeah. So now just... You know, because I've heard so many people say, well, the Old Testament says eye for an eye. The New Testament, Jesus says this. Where do you think Jesus got that from? Um, it was let's, from the Old Testament. Yeah, right? let's look at Proverbs 25, 21, and 22. Because, see, no one was, a, was justified, even in the Old Testament, in avenging themselves. Because they had the words of the Lord that said, Say not thou, I will recompense evil. Say not, I will do to him as he done to me. Rejoice not when thy enemy falleth. If he hath hated thee, hated thee, be hungry, give him bread to eat. And if he be thirsty, give him water to drink. And this is in Proverbs. See, this is the Old Testament. This is the thing that, that Jesus was trying to bring out of the Old Testament because they were confusing the civil law with how we're supposed to treat our brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And and this is well, it was a clouding of the temple of the mind, right? Exactly. So they so they took on wrong ideas, and then they promoted and and um, those wrong ideas continued to multiply. And they, the law of escalation, right. they began to multiply and fester. Right. And and so it it takes almost everything we have to go against our nature, and say, you know, well that guy did that to me, so I I deserve to do that to him. You know what I mean? And right. so it goes against our nature. Right. Because, well, and the whole the whole purpose of Jesus's life was to manifest the principle. That this principle. principle, yeah. You know, it was his purpose to bring the bread of life to his enemies. That's why he left his home in heaven. He gave up all in order to bring relief and um, restitution to individuals and to help them recognize that restitution is not the way that the earth you know, thinks of restitution that it's it's about um, if you can, if you can have peace of mind yeah. in this world, that's the main that's that's the most important thing. Yeah, I don't think we understand completely the um, you know, and all of us that that this planet is God's enemy. Right. All of us. We all put him on the cross. It seems like we are always blaming the other guy. And that, I mean, that is escalating in this country like crazy now. It's always somebody else's fault. Mm -hmm. It's not me. It's not my fault. They caused it. If they hadn't have done this, we wouldn't have done that or whatever. And so this is, 
this is at the crux of an of of an addict um an addict's plan to get well as he goes through that fourth step mm-hmm. and he writes down all these resentments that he has right so we're and, talking about the 12 steps of alcoholics anonymous or, or whatever or whatever, anonymous, whatever whatever any self, program right. that to 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 get well means you got to let it go Right. You've got to see what your part is in things. And we always do have a part. We, it is. We own it all. Right. Because we got to disregard the other person's involvement entirely. Exactly. we cannot control them. Right. There's nothing we can do to fix them. And if we think they need to be fixed, there's a, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Just, just thinking somebody else needs to be fixed is not healthy to think. Right. You know, there's just, there's so many things that we automatically do in our minds that are not healthy. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the worst thing we can possibly do is to blame somebody else for our um, situation, not our situation, but our state of mind. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If we have a corrupt, revengeful state of mind. I think that was probably the biggest turning point in my life when I finally took accountability for the things that I had done and stopped blaming, whether it be, you know, my parents or the cops or this, that, the probation department, whatever it was, I was finally able to say, um, you know, they're not the problem. I am the problem. It did. It doesn't well, discount what happened to me, but it. I started to take accountability for what I was responsible for. You know, and you said something about it, that that I'm the problem. That's the good news. Right, yes. Because you can do something about that. Exactly. That's that's the frustration in the temple of the mind is thinking it's everybody else's fault and everybody else's problem, and you're going to go along trying to fix and rearrange and manipulate everybody on the planet because everybody else is doing it wrong according to to you you know right. and and so this is this is tormenting in the mind right and that's why there are alcoholics and addicts and all sorts of different addictions mm-hmm. and so to look at how jesus actually the what he went through in his life it, like you said it doesn't make sense to to human beings who have a different operating system so when when isaiah said um in uh chapter 50 and chapter 53 I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as sheep before her shearers is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. Wow. Now you think about that. That is God allowing that to happen to him. The one who created all creation. He, he lets his creation do that to him, and he does not retaliate. And then he calls us to have that mind. Exactly. And it goes so against our nature. And it goes... So, and so, you know, that that spirit of revenge had been fomenting so much when he had got there mm-hmm. that it was like he was speaking another language to a lot of people. Right. Listen, this guy can't be the Messiah. Right. Because he's not on our side. He's supposed to give us victory. Yeah, he's not on our side. And Jesus says, I'm going to give you a victory, but it's not like that. Right. I'm going to give you a victory, but it's not victory over the Romans. It's, it's victory over I mean, self. Over yourself. Yeah. You know, and that's the basic principle that we, that I think a lot of times falls through the cracks, especially the way things are escalating around us, 
now, in these in, days. Yeah. In these days, and they're going to get worse. Mm-hmm. And because it is a law that when we live by the carnal nature, things will escalate. Right. Things are going to, and so um, God's people, it's a calling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a calling to to be to that, demonstrate. Yeah, to be that temple, that spirit temple that that uh, operates on these principles. principles yeah. yeah. First Corinthians three sixteen. Mm-hmm. You know, don't you know you are the temple of the Holy Spirit? And so Jesus has given us this example. It's a hard example, mm-hmm. but that's reality. Right. You want to get well, you've got to do the things that encourage the growth. Mm-hmm. The growth is still a miracle. Right. You know? But you got to participate. Because you got to participate. We are going to have to wrap it up, folks. Um, we have resources. You can go to our website, www.justasiamministries.com. You can get all of these programs we've done in probably seven series up to this point. Uh, there's an addiction series. There's all different types of um, series you can get there. we got to go now. So remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be. for listening to the Temple of the Mind on Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could It Be This Simple, The Way Out of Your Prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they're supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening, and remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.